Welcome, everybody, to the Mando Fan Show. I'm John. Thank you for joining us on this Wednesday night. Uh, my apologies in advance if you hear my voice and you're saying that doesn't sound like John. It's because I sound and look worse than Paz Vizsla uh, because I came down with something. But it's okay. <laughs> we are here. The show must go on. And we're here to talk about this massive, huge, uh, I would say mostly fan-beloved Chapter 23 of The Mandalorian mm-hmm. the Spies. Written by John Favreau and Dave Filoni, and directed by the superstar Rick Famuyiwa, who will be directing next week's episode, and we'll get into that in a bit. Uh, Lacey here with me as always, also a little under the weather, right, Lacey? It's what you get when you go to a big event. <laughs> That's right. Uh, James is actually uh, doing the opposite of us. He's doing well he's on vacation another vacation (laughs) so yeah we'll pick up with james next week and then our guest who we just hung out with at star wars celebration uh welcome back to the mando fan show from star wars explained our buddy alex damon what's up man thanks so much for having me i i feel great (laughs) i'm glad i'm glad i'm glad but but molly's under the weather yeah so molly was supposed to join us as well but uh yeah she wasn't feeling well so we're down a couple people here for varying reasons, but the show must go on because uh, what an episode to talk about, and, and we had to talk about it now. Uh, mm-hmm. But before we get into that, um, I do want to thank everybody who is joining us live and have a good time in the live chat. Uh, the super chats are available if you'd like your comments uh, read directly on the show and reacted to, uh, but mostly just sit back and have a good time talking about this episode. Um, Alex, I'm sure most people by now uh who watch us know where to find you but if you have any plugs or anything else you have upcoming that you want to give a shout out to uh by all means man uh yeah uh our youtube channel is star wars explained and we do daily videos and today i was talking about the mandalorian all day and i'm excited to keep doing it but uh coming up after next week i think i'll probably sleep uh (laughs) and and then and then after that i i've got the big old i do a big canon timeline video every year that comes out on may 4th oh, right. and I have, I have to finish that so did you Excellent. get the timeline book i did i did that was a mission for you yeah it, it sold out <laughs> and uh then uh clayton sandell one of the writers who was there uh kindly gave me their copy uh because mm-hmm. he, he's going to get sent more copies so he was like here they gave me this one you can have it so i think i, I saw that transpire live <laughs> yeah i think you did <laughs> yeah um I was like, oh, man, I should have asked for that. Copy. Although um, immediately I opened it up and saw some things that I have to move around and adjust. So that's oh. that's fine. That's all right. Well, that's, <laughs> that's a good thing, though, because now you're you're getting to this book that uh, you, there's some things that you're going to learn, which is very cool. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited to talk about this episode, The Spies. Um, and again, if, you, if you're watching, make sure you like the video and subscribe to our channel as we're trying to regrow this thing since we started and... and uh, Broke out on our own a few months back. Um, and of course, if you'd like to support what we do here at TRB, go to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Uh, tiers start at $5 per month. Appreciate all that support. But any and all support, whether you listen, watch, uh, thank you for stopping by the base. And here we go. We are going to kick this thing off. We may damn near break the Pedro Fat Pascal face scale tonight. Uh, we're each going to go around and give our rating of this episode 0 to 10. Halves count. And we're going to give our total score and then check in with our patrons and see what they scored this episode. I'm expecting big things, um, though. I'll get into it in a minute, but let's just kick things off right now. Uh, Lacey, what did you score? Chapter 23, The Spies. I gave it a nine. It was one of the best episodes of this season, if not the series. Um, I thought that it was um charming and endearing and funny while also action-packed and like very dramatic like it was an emotional roller coaster of an episode and i loved every second of it yeah and that seems to be the theme alex how about you well i initially gave it a nine uh i forgot that halves counted so i I, i'll bump (laughs) it up to a 9.5 i I have like i have like little nitpicky things that i'm like okay it's not perfect but honestly i had (laughs) so much fun watching it uh did, did you watch it at celebration yes um and i think i was gonna get into that i think that may have influenced my score a bit just because i can't erase my memory and watch this again like everybody else did so just feeling like i was watching a star wars movie a short one albeit yeah. uh, being with the crowd but- was crazy the yeah. hooting, the hollering, the the 
almost Gasps. like tears in the audience by the end. Uh, a, a lot of it, it was just like Lacey said, it checked every possible box that Star Wars can bring to the table. Yeah. And oh yeah. Live was just maybe it gave it an extra point or point and a half or point or or half point for me. Uh, just an unbelievable experience being in that room. You know, I, I think I would have ranked it. You know, I don't know. I, I think I would have ranked it the same, but that's I, I wanted to make sure when I was reviewing the episode, I was like, everyone should know that I was lucky enough to be there. And yes, for sure, having all the cheers and the the gasps and yeah, that that, that was just so much fun. Uh, I missed out on it for the Obi Wan Kenobi one last year, so I was glad to be in the room. So did this I. Time. Yeah, it was and, awesome. And it was the best. Yeah, yeah. and they showed us. I believe the entire intro up until the title at the panel, right? Um, and I'll never forget that part because when they showed Gideon walking through the force fields with the new stormtroopers, like the crowd audibly gasped. Like, oh my God. So uh, it was already a little watered. The beginning was a little, uh, in terms of the reaction to the audience, it was a little watered down because people were like, all right, I saw this part already. But I would just try to think back to the uh the first reaction of those first few minutes and then the rest of the episode really brought it so um i gave this also a 9.5 alex i'm with you um which gives the three of us a total of 9.3 on the pedro pascal face scale there he is look at that he's happy he had a great episode he had a great time and hopefully <laughs> you know we haven't seen pedro's face except on our like our show here we see it a lot but we haven't seen it in the mandalorian this season yet so mm -hmm. I'm wondering if we are going to get uh, he he got a, maybe a little break from the Last of Us to to do the. Final I have some episode. thoughts around that that uh, we're going to get. Oh into. really? Okay. Yeah. I hope we see yeah, him definitely. because I think we've seen him in every season so far, whether it's a little or a lot. Uh, but nine point three for us, huge score. And mm -hmm. then our patrons, I believe, match that, so it should be similar with nine point three. There we go. Uh, great. Sorry, we scores. went up. We went up uh, over the course of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Right. Alex was like, you know what? Give me a nine five. That's, yeah. So That's if you my see bad. one a little up, no, it's all good. But we we're even. We're even. Yeah. yeah. Um, so great scores all around. And just a couple of quick comments. I know we have a couple of super chats, but comments from Patreon about this episode. Megan Poehler, uh, hi Megan, gave it a 10 out of 10. She said, so jealous that wow. you all got to watch it with a crowd of people. Love the episode. And yeah, as Alex alluded to, that might have been part of this. Uh, a one one in a lifetime experience. Um, but it seems like everybody loved the episode anyway, which is very cool because I was nervous because I had said I thought it was top three and then I decided right. it was probably the best ever. And if if that was diluted by my experience live, people mm -hmm. would have been coming at me saying like, how dare you? But um, <laughs> right, right. Sooner Thrawn checked in. He gave this one. He's waiting for Thrawn, of course. Uh, he gave this one a nine point <laughs> five. We'll show he up said, sooner the... or later. There you go. Well done. Uh, he said probably the best episode of the series. Shadow Council was epic. It would be a 10 if Thrawn would have popped in to chat with Moff Gideon. So that might be on the way, though. I don't know. I feel like they might be saving him for these sort of series, but we'll see. Um, before we get into, we got to give away the Mando code and then discuss this episode in general. I uh, know, Lacey, you said we have a couple of super chats. We do. Let me get to those. So first we have... WC1376C. Thank you so much. Said, woo. Alex said the party was over here. Did he? It is. <laughs> it is. It's <laughs> funny because if there's people watching us for the first time, they're like, all right, so that guy's sick. That girl's sick. The other guy's not even there. The other girl's not even there. And then Alex is like, I feel great. Fantastic. <laughs> no, thank uh, you. Thank the party you is much. here. Yeah. And it yeah. usually is more of a party. Yeah. Uh, we're having yeah. fun. I'm drinking Gatorade. But thank you for saying time. that, Alex. Appreciate that. Man. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, the, I, <laughs> I got the, the live redirect thing working on my channel. YouTube makes it so complicated, but... It was an interesting <laughs> process. Lacey and I got it figured out. Yeah. Oh, cool. We sitting Thanks, there man. hacking the system. Basically. <laughs> All right. Kyle's up. Thanks, Kyle, for the super chat. He said, welcome back. Hi, Alex. This was really easily the best episode of the season. The armorer seems like she's up to something. What do you think? Thanks, TRB. Yo, she is so suspicious. I felt that way when we were watching it live. I don't know if John remembers this. When she took all the sick people in the ship and she's flying up through the, the clouds, I turned to them and I was like, she's up to something, but I don't think they heard me because it was really loud in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
there was also one shot before that earlier on when I forget what it was. My brain's a little foggy right now. She's trustworthy no more. Yeah, yeah. Bo Katan was saying something, and the camera then focuses in on the armorer in a very mm-hmm. like sort of ominous way. Like, hey, like, check this person out. Are yeah, you paying yeah, attention? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Keep your focus on her a little bit. So <laughs> I, I am very curious about all of that. Alex, uh, what do you think? Do you think the armor is up to something or is she still trying to unite uh, the Mandalorians? I can't decide. I mean, like I, I've been really harping on her all season. Just the, her leadership style irks me. So mm-hmm. right, uh, it's I, so ugh. yeah. So I, I've I've been trying to like take a step back and be like, the past few episodes she's been pretty chill, but I still I had those same thoughts, and I feel like the direction was yeah trying to tell us stuff, and they kept cutting to her in the ship. And every little thing she did, I was like, "Oh, here, here it comes! Here comes the betrayal!" And then, oh, mm-hmm. she's just, she's just hailing the cruiser. But it, like everything she does, I, I. I don't, but then I don't trust it. you have to remember everything that she's done so far in this series, and the fact that she was like, "Bo Katan doesn't need to wear her helmet anymore." Right. And then yeah. Din's like, "What the hell?" Yeah. And then yeah. she's got spikes on the top of her helmet. Moff Gideon's got spikes on top of his helmet. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's just a lot of. I think if. I'm- She's a bad guy or betray- does a Lando and betrays, right? Or like any other. There's a lot of Star Wars characters that betray. I don't know why I go to Lando, but I do. Um, if she does betray them, then it makes Din have more trust in Bogotan, and then he's more willing to remove his helmet, and then we get to see Pedro Pascal more. So that's my there thought. There you go. Um, yeah, and then also that her leaving juxtaposed against like her top lieutenant, so to speak, or top warrior, Paz Vizsla, dying to save everyone in the ambush that has uh theater written all over it. Um, right, right. So I, I just don't know. I want to see her reaction to finding out that he died. Mm. And if it's anything that is just like one of us died or if, or if we see any sort of impact or, cause we never see any emotion from the armor. She is very monotone in speak matter of fact to the point by the book. Um, so I would like to see maybe something more out of her. But there, everyone seems to be thinking that there's something going on there. So, I, like, and I wonder if it's just red herring. Like everyone, right, trying to make right. us look at her, and then I'll feel so dumb, and we'll come back to this episode <laughs> and be like, Lacey, remember when you were so dumb?" I'll be like, yeah, I know. And you, you think about it because you know there have been criticisms of you know John Favreau's writing and um, not retconning, retconning, but sort of like diluting the value of the rescue chapter 16 um mm-hmm. in this season but look at all of us here always just like scratching your head wondering you know what's going to happen and we don't know and that's for me has always been the fun part of watching star wars journey or leading up whether it's leading up to a movie or a sequel to an existing movie or this which is what's going to happen next week and we have one episode left Again, also directed by Rick Famuyiwa, and I just don't know what to expect. So we're going to get into that in just a minute. Um, were there any mm-hmm. other super chats, Lacey, before I give away there the were. Mando code? Okay. Deidre Russell, thank you so much for the super chat. It says perfect when Bo's hair gets messed up. It does. <laughs> it doesn't get messed up much. Though. I've never seen it messed up. It's perfect yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Next is David Probus, aka Probi One Kenobi. What up, David? Up, he said, this is questions for Alex. On your review, you mentioned that the Dark Trooper armor was Gideon's armor. I thought new troopers were Dark Troopers, correct? Uh, oh, oh no, no. Uh, the new troopers, I don't think we have an official name for them. Uh, people's The white Mando ones? Them. Yeah. yeah. People have been calling them Imperial Super Commandos like we saw Ooh. in Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. Um, I think that makes sense. But no, Gideon called his armor Dark Trooper armor. But I think both yeah. were wearing like some sort of Beskar alloy. So, right. Yeah. Kind of yeah. He mentions that he drops that specific material. Interesting. It is a pretty badass armor. It's like, really oh, yeah, cool. it's great. Next is Broovies with Matt. Thank you, Matt. He says, Hi, all. What an episode. I think the spies are the survivors. Some led half the group to a trap, and then some were taken up to the Mandalorian ship, maybe angry with Bo and sided with Gideon. You really think, Matt, that they're going to side with the guy that just murdered all those people? What do you guys <laughs> think? I don't... Mm. They're, they're also on my list. It just... Yeah? It seemed awfully convenient that this boat thing happened what, upon Axe? them. Or the other guys. 
uh oh the like the the pirate people that the oh, new guys they met yeah. the the bows crew like the Bocaton people that were like we're here with you lady crees yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, we can take you straight to the Great Forge. No problem. And yeah. You yeah, they put their the 20 in the, in the pocket. Yeah. We could take you right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, think, that's a good point. Yeah, I, that is true that they were just sort of like, wouldn't they have said that at the beginning? And then they were just like, now's the time or something. They got like, you know, all right, we'll take you there. Now that they've like assessed who is all there and stuff, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I, there's something very odd about it. Mm-hmm. Um I was hoping not because I do sort of want to see this continued coming together of different sects of the Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. Um, but if this is something that's just going to get blown up again, then then it makes it even more intriguing because we don't know who's on what side. And that's always very interesting in these types of um, stories. So I don't know. I, my eyes on everybody except Din and Grogu at this point. So Grogu's the spy. Grogu, <laughs> oh, yeah, just breaks breaks the hearts of kids everywhere. Grogu, it's, that's, that me. his first words are going to be like a, a complete sentence and so nefarious. Like he just salutes. I can't get in. He's like that. For it. He <laughs> likes a cigarette. He's like, yeah. little did you think. Yeah, yeah. Oh no. All right, and our last super chat for now is from Jolma. Thank you so much. He said, the Thrawn books, all of them, LOL, have me so excited. Rebels Thrawn just scratched the surface for me. Where do the Chiss fit into this? Alex, what do you think? I'm always of the assumption that they're not going to pull too much from the books. Like, I think Thrawn will be the only Chiss in Ahsoka. I don't think he's going to talk about the Grisk and the Chiss ascendancy and all that. I would love it if they did, but I think the Chiss are going to fit into it later when Timothy's on writes a, another Thrawn trilogy. <laughs> oh, right. well, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, uh, John, what do you think? Yeah, I think that seems something that is that's another big curveball to throw into this mix here, and I don't know when we're going to see you know Mando season four. I know it's already written. Um, is it going to be two years, you know, when that next celebration comes out or happens, I should say, um, that could be cool. Um, but now also thinking about since ever since they've announced Dave Filoni doing that movie, which I think Kathleen Kennedy said is six years away or whatever, because they want to do all these Mando verse type of shows that changed everything for me because I'm, I was thinking of end game for Din Djarin in his show end game for, you know, what happens with Grogu and him at the end of his show, in addition to everything else that happens, because I like something, if it starts in one spot, I prefer to finish there, and mm-hmm. I know we're not getting that with the with the Ghost Crew, of course, but I, I think that movie um, will introduce the Chiss, and maybe we'll get it that way, mm-hmm. um, and that, that'll be a part of like the big conflict, um, but I, I don't know. Oh, that's a good point. Both good points. Uh, we're going to head back to you, John. That's it. Okay. Yes. So we're going to quickly give away our Mando code. Um, and just so you're aware, you do only have five numbers. We didn't give one away in secret last week while we were at Celebration. So we're going to give away two numbers now to get back on track. Um, we did not do a Mando fan show for Chapter 22. So here we are. And uh, just as a reminder of what the prize pack is, you have the Black Series three pack of the Mandalorian, Ahsoka Tano, and Grogu. Uh, you have a Resistance Broadcast logo T-shirt, and also a Mandalorian and Grogu Funko Pop, and Star Wars Celebration exclusive tracking fob keychain, uh, which we got just a week ago. Um, so the sixth and seventh numbers in the Mando code are very binary sounding, one and zero. So keep those on track, and you should have seven numbers now. We'll give away the last one next week, and on that episode, we'll let you know how you can submit your guesses. And uh, good for you for collecting your bounty throughout this season. And good luck to all of you. But don't share them. Bounty hunters, you don't share information. Keep it to yourself. Write it on your hand. Put it in your pocket, whatever you got to do. And we'll see who's the best bounty hunter next week on the show. Um, All right. So let us get into the meat and potatoes of this thing. Um, And we like to warm up uh, that discussion by just going over maybe our favorite moment or favorite shot uh throughout that episode so alex did you have a particular shot or moment or line in this episode that was your favorite standout uh i think my favorite moment slash line was no 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 
<laughs> when, when Grogu broke up that fight, like people cheered in the theater. I yes. I loved that. Yes, I I agree. Um, it's a great moment, and it took the levity of that um, inevitable action figure set to a, a, a pretty serious moment and it's it's grogu being a jedi uh and uh you know uh, i'm not you know reading things that other people aren't seeing because din jaren himself said he didn't learn that from me so we know that that's something that he got from luke and how to handle conflict um so that's a great pick i love that moment too um and i loved seeing him try to get those two guys to Stop scrapping over a game of Battleship or whatever the heck that was. Um, all right, Lacey, how about you? Do you have a favorite moment, line, shot? So I feel like the obvious choice for me is the whole beginning section where he's just like, he gets into IG-12 and it's like, no, baby, no squeezy. Like, oh, I think that's the it. obvious choice. Yeah. Um, everybody knew I was going to choose that. So I'm going to choose a different one just because I feel like that's an obvious choice for me because it is my mm. number one. Mm-hmm. My number two is when Din and Bo have that moment together on the ship. Um, and he says that her song is not yet written and that he'll be there for her until that time comes. That was and I was cool. sitting there going, just kiss. Yeah, that was now. so romantic. Just kiss. Take and it was away, so dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> and it was just this moment of, for me, as someone that likes romance and likes romantic comedies and stuff, there is something about it of, first of all, there's a push shot on her where she's like kind of like realizing what he's saying to her, which I love a good push shot. Uh, but two, that in the next sequence he gets captured is like a fully dramatic romantic thing. Like for him to say, I'm going to be with you till the end. And then he gets taken away and she feels like she has nowhere to go. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. My head's a little foggy right now. There are multiple examples of characters that that happens to where they're like, we're going to be together. And then they get separated by like the evil Mm -hmm. villain. Um, But yeah, I loved it. I loved that whole scene of them together. And it just kind of made me want it to happen but also if it doesn't happen just the fact that they're working together uh i know that they're gonna win in the long run yeah that was a great moment i like that as well um and again it's just another one of those boxes that they checked off in terms of the type of vibe that they were putting out in this episode um mine i love the grogu stuff no question about it i gotta go with paz Vizla, his final stand um just and and there's something Tra- really more tragic about a character's death when it is a slow death and you know because Django Fett gets his head cut off just done and you just it's just raw but seeing someone like alright his gun is melting it's like that's not good because uh, just a few weeks ago remember Lacey I was joking like don't why aren't all the Mandalorians like can I have that too you know can it's, I also have it's that a, gun it's a slow death it is they, they let you death. feel that one you feel every yeah. hit yeah, so it's I, like I loved it. It was great. It was I loved great. It the too. moment they came out when people were like, "Oh no!" Yeah, that's you know, we we try to keep the show family friendly and stuff because so you know, Star Wars has. Well, a, you don't see a, any blood. You don't see any well, blood. You no, know, yeah, but I, when that happened, I just involuntarily yelled, "Oh, yeah, something, <laughs> something!" I wouldn't say on the show normally. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, I, yeah, definitely, and. So when his gun started like melting, I was like, all right, this is not good. Cause I know he's got other weapons and shields and stuff. We'll see what happens. And then they, they mess with us cause he ends up still beating the hell out of all those stormtroopers, And he does that final push where he knocks two of them off. And you're like, Holy cow. He did it. He made it. He's going to live on. And then mm-hmm. come around the corner. Dun, here come the dun, Praetorian dun. guards. Which- and, Make Last Jedi look that much harder for Rey and Kylo to beat them right, all. Right, right. Yeah. And it made me think of, I don't know if any of our listeners or Alex, if you have watched the movie or the movie, the show Sons of Anarchy, um, but there is a very... Are you about to be, spoil this show? I'm not spoiling it. There's <laughs> a very... It, but it, it's, it's been out for a while. That's on me. <laughs> yeah. So the, the, No, we like to give John a hard time because every time he makes a reference, everyone in the comments is like, don't spoil it. It could be something there, from like there, 74. People in the chat will know what I'm talking about. They watch <laughs> SOA. There's a very <laughs> lovable character's death and it happens just like this where you're like, oh, he may be okay. Oh, that's not good. Oh, that's definitely not good. Oh, damn it. He's dead. And it's just like... Seeing those those 
electro staffs go slowly into him. Yeah. And it just like what was it stomach, it was, shoulder, neck, stomach. The last one went through right here. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like and for the audio, like right behind his neck. Um it's like it's snow. Just, He's definitely dead, dead. <laughs> death's like, yeah, then that's a quick death too, snow. But it's yeah. like those those slow deaths in anything, not just Star Wars, are just painful to watch, especially if it's a character that you like. And I'm not saying I was the hugest Paz Vizsla fan, but I warmed up to him and he was sort of like the big brother who's looking out for everybody with the tough exterior type of deal. It made me think about Hold the Door because I know everybody was crying oh. about that death. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So just the brutal, like... Like uh, yeah. Favreau, Favreau knew he, you know, he voices the character. He's like, I'm really going to rip their heart out with this one. Cause you're going to think for a moment he's okay. And then here come the Praetorians. So and I, I felt the same way where I was like, you know, Paz Vizsla, he was sometimes be cool. Sometimes wouldn't, but that's yeah. my whole, the past few episodes I've been talking about how sometimes they say this is the way, and it's just kind of dumb and pointless where it's like <laughs> just why do i have to do this and like i don't know this is the way it's what it's the like creed your says. mom said so <laughs> yeah but sometimes when it when it's something important it it means everything and yeah. that last one where he just like slammed the door closed and was like this is the way it's like hell yeah hell yeah yes that's true you're right because it's like it's like when your parents tell you like don't worry about how i just said that's how and that's it like that, that you know, this is the way. Um, but that was like just this badass moment, and and it, and it ties back to Lacey's moment, honestly, because what Din was talking about with her, like he's come so far. The mm -hmm. first thing he said to her after "Thank you for saving my life" was, "Wait a minute, you're not a Mandalorian," because you take your helmet right. off and 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 now he's like, "I don't care about the dark saber. I'm gonna die I don't care about protecting the you." Yeah. yeah, like I'll. I keep my helmet on. That works for me. But like I, you live with honor and I follow you. And that's th a great that's, point. That's the way. Yeah. And him uh -oh. learning that is part of the story. I think. Faithfully. <laughs> anyway. So journey, Steve Perry. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, all right. So <laughs> let's just talk about this in general. Now, um, the impact of the episode overall, uh, anything that we want to get into about it. Um, Alex, are there, are there aspects of this episode that you think um, are sort of tipping you one way or the other on where this show in general is going? Uh, is this becoming more of a general Mandalorian show, which I think Rick Famuyiwa, someone's saying he he alluded to that, where Din Djarin's not the Mandalorian. Um, so, so you know, how, what the, how did this episode sit with you in terms of its impact and, and what it's going to do for this series and everything else connected to it? Yeah, I, I, I don't think I want the series to be like just generally called like the mandalorians i still want yeah. to be focused on din and grogu i think this season kind of lost that focus a little bit just to tell the story with bo katan who's a character i also really like but it, it felt like the first two episodes were really strongly about din and grogu still this episode i feel like was enough about them um where sometimes like last week grogu just played animal croquet all, all episode. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad to see them together more, but yeah, I, I, I was more focusing on like the imperial side of things and seeing where that's gonna expand upon, build out to uh, with the Shadow Council and all that. So it's funny because I don't know Legends very well or Expanded Universe, but I remember when we were watching this. I think it was in the live showcase and people were gasping about um one of those at one of those uh imperials Peleon. and i was like what are they talking like why is everybody so jacked up about this right now and i i obviously saw hux's dad there and all that but so it's this Peleon guy so yeah. can you, can you just fun of me because i i got real excited you knew who that was <laughs> yeah well so the so casting what's the is deal? perfect What's oh, okay. the deal it with this guy? It definitely is. It's perfect. What, what What's the deal with this character? And what does that, in your opinion, tell us about what we should expect from Thrawn moving forward? Yeah. Okay. I mean, he in the original Thrawn books was the Dr. Watson to Thrawn Sherlock Holmes. Ah, he okay. is the character that's just kind of there for Thrawn to explain things to, to be like, look how brilliant I am. Like the Without reader. saying that, he's like... <laughs> yeah. he, he, 
Pelion just stands around and goes like, Thrawn, how did you know? And he goes, well, it's simple, <laughs> Pelion, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and so ju just having Pelion up there is another step towards Thrawn. Uh, but oh, gotcha. like okay. he's an uh, older guy with a mustache. And so when we saw him, I was like, I whispered to Molly, I was like, is that Pelion? And then Gideon <laughs> drops his name and I went, yes. And then Ken Knapsack made fun of me. For <laughs> <being a nerd. laughs> um, yeah. And that whole scene and seeing, you know, even before that, Aaliyah Kane sort of, again, they, that, that sort of Blade Runner type vibe and that Nine Inch Nail sounding music and all that. And you see her and you, we finally see Moff Gideon again. And I was very excited just about that alone because I've, you know, I joke around saying I'm giddy for Gideon because <laughs> I loved Breaking Bad and I loved uh, what Giancarlo Esposito brings to the table as a villain. And when we first met him in season one, I was like, this is a different kind of villain. And I've always felt Star Wars has had a little bit of a villain problem besides our big two that we all know. So I felt like he got sort of kind of like how Hux in Last Jedi didn't feel intimidating the way he did in TFA. I felt he got watered down a bit by the end of season two in terms of Moff Gideon and to see him come back here and speak again with such conviction and clarity. Yeah, he's a bad, is a, bad guy is a return to form. And I'm excited to see what he brings to the table because this show needs that villain back again. So just out of the gate, uh, I thought it was so important from the return. I wish he was in more of the, the season. And I think I remember cause he's very loose lipped John Carlos. He's like, <laughs> It's like, yeah, I was very late to the shoot. Um, you know, I got involved, uh, you know, later on in the shoot and stuff. And I'm really excited what I'm doing. And, you know, he, this guy's obsessed with Mandalorians. And, you know, you connect all these dots. And then we finally see what he means. And I'm just so happy he's back because it just it takes it takes the show to uh, just another level. And it, it just makes it, it just makes the the danger just seem elevated when he's there because we don't know what he's capable of yet uh and we're just starting to see the the peeling back of the surface of that so um mm. that him being back is a big part of me loving this episode for sure that music that kicks in when he lands like the oh dun, 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 dun. oh so yeah. good the music yeah. is great. and some of his some of his lines felt like they would be lines easily written for darth vader you know right that's not my you know blank whatever that's yours and uh it just felt very vader in terms of like the dialogue but obviously with a bit more personality so are you a, are you a moff gideon guy alex yes uh i really wish he were in the whole series more i kind of figured yeah. like season one took some adjusting for me where i was like they announced this big cast and then only the mandalorian and grogu are in like every episode and everyone else is just kind of popping in and out so then we got to Gideon finally at the last scene of the second to last episode. And I was like, okay, now we have our villain and he'll be in the rest of the show. No, he's still, yeah, he's still not really around. Okay. <laughs> he just, yeah. I think season two did a pretty good job at peppering him throughout uh, that season more. And, and now we're in season three. I was like, oh, okay. Second to last episode again, but I mean, same same thing that you're saying. Giancarlo Esposito just elevates every scene that he's in, and I love seeing him. And I wonder he's if, because so I don't think, I mean, I'm a, I've been a huge Favreau fan forever since dating back to Swingers in 1996. Um, I don't think he does things without purpose, and I don't know if it's one of those things where he feels the anticipation of waiting for Moff Gideon is enough to get the fans like going and get our tension elevated. And then when we finally get him, and it, especially in what he did in this episode, it's like, okay, that's a bigger payoff than if he was peppered in throughout the season. Um, so I just hope sort of like you're saying, Alex, that now going forward, now that he's re you know, firmly established, he's passed what happened to him in season two, that in season four, he's more evenly distributed the way mando and grogu are but i honestly wonder if there were different plans for him like if this is where he is in season three i kind of wish he just escaped in season two 
it, mm -hmm. instead of getting captured. The the off screen like oh never mind he never made it to trial thing kind of irks me. But that's there's a, been that's a lot a of those problem. Yeah, there's been a lot of those. Now remember in in the rescue he tried to kill himself uh -huh. uh, instead of being captured, and then he gets you know busted out. Which what do you have, do you have thoughts on who busted him out uh, specifically? I assume it was the super commandos, the the Beskar plated stormtrooper people. Yeah, I figured I figured that's the case. I didn't know if uh, there were a more specific type of person who led that charge. But when he tries to kill himself at the end of season two, my first thought was, who's he working for? Because earlier in that season, we saw Titus Welliver bite like a cyanide tab. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of like in the in these movies, these guys do that thing so that they don't have to give out information like the Russian spy movies. Or you know? get put in front of the guy that once they failed. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So my my first thought was he's working for someone else and now i'm thinking about the cloning stuff and you know we know palpatine comes back like is 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 was gideon working for palpatine's side of things um is he because he doesn't seem to be a fan of thrawn right yeah so, I, I don't know what do you think I, that's a good question because <laughs> i i forgot about that but you're right. Yeah, so I, he tried to shoot himself, yeah, and I think yeah. Bo-Katan or, or or even Cara Dune, somebody's like knocked Locked it out of his it. hand. Um, yeah. So I, Which was, I, I it always... seemed out of place for his character. Uh huh. Yes. Because I just feel like his character would have gone down fighting. Um, yeah. And that's I remember when we talked about it on our episode, we were all like, it seems a little weird that he'd finally be like, you know what? I'm just I'm out. going. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. he was so evil like that first episode where he's like listing out all the facts about every person there mm -hmm. this episode reestablished that person we met in episode 100 yeah like he was terrifying and you just feel so helpless which is what you want from a villain you want your heroes to be up against something that they can't meet at some point yeah um and the fact you know watching the mandalorian get kind of like pulled apart so to speak and like held in place and you hear grogu whimper which it says whimpering in the subtitles is so sad um it's it's heartbreaking because you're like he's only trying to do what's right for his people and then for the good guys going from originally where he didn't care about anybody he now cares about everybody and he's the one kind of being punished for it yeah the emotion they can pull off on grogu's face still right still shocks me because oh, yeah man. watching him behind the glass like helpless, helpless. to, to help mm -hmm. same with Bo too you hear it in her voice katie did a great I, job i thought he i thought the big moment in this episode was going to be grogu was going to rip the blast door off oh. and do something huge to save din and even paz i think he just felt helpless I think yeah I, I i i love the tables turning that now mm -hmm. It's not Grogu being captured for the third time. It's like, no, now it's Din, and the baby's gonna go save his dad. Mm -hmm. Oh mm -hmm. my god! Yeah, that's amazing. I want how how long do you think he's gonna roll with the IG twelve thing? Because he doesn't seem to keep his transports for all that long. Um, so that's I'm true. sure Hasbro's cool with that. But how long? Because it it is a comical sort of thing, and it reminds me of Krang in uh, Ninja Turtles. Yeah, you know, like the brain inside the belly. But in terms of taking it seriously like i can't picture grogu like fighting moff gideon in an ig12 but i could right, picture yeah. him using the force or you know if he ends up having yoda's lightsaber or whatever so do you think he's gonna roll with this thing for a while i guess i do i i agree i don't want him to be like wielding blasters and stuff that feels like it just wouldn't work or fit <laughs> right. yeah. but I, I i just like that he has some mobility and clearly he likes it too he just yeah he has so much trouble it's adorable watching him waddle around but he can't keep <laughs> up yeah yeah it's um and he uh i mean they, they'll be able to use that um as comic relief for the next season or whatever and if he appears anywhere else but um, I do like the fact that he has more mobility because it will allow them to to do more with him in the story. Um, but I, I still want to see Grogu just become not become an adult yet, um, because I think that could happen in some of those future movies. But I I just uh, I just don't know because I I it's hard for me to say it. Some people seem to be turn not turning on Grogu, but feeling like the Mandalorian has used him as a crutch 
for success. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that way at all. Um, but I want to see him become more formidable at some point and also speak because I think that's important other than, you know, we can't have him throughout a whole season just doing yeses and nos. At some point we got to hear him speak. Um, and whether that's basic or not, I'm not sure, but I want to see the next stage in his growth, um, as a person and not have to use things to bring him up to everyone else's speed. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So, so yeah. Um, do we have a uh, super chats, Lacey? We do have a couple. All right. We have Tyler likes movies. Thank you so much. He said, as a huge fan of TLJ blasphemy, I know it's not. You can like nope. whatever Star Wars you want. Uh, nope. Seeing the guards at the end blew my mind. Hashtag bring Ben back. Hashtag maybe in the new Jedi Order movie. I'd love to see it. I don't know if Adam Driver wants it, but I would love to see it. What do you guys think? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think I would go with Force Ghost. Like I'd be down for that. I, mean, I would he, be mm-hmm. too. Yeah, totally. 100%. I, I agree. He seems like the next this generation's Harrison Ford. <laughs> You're like, I don't know if you can get him back. <laughs> yeah, he, his quotes about it were, I want to be forgotten or something like that. Um, he was very Problem delivered is, about it. He will never be forgotten. <laughs> no, but I don't like, if we start getting into this thing where we're resurrecting people, we saw die and become one with a force, then it's like, well, why could he come back and Qui-Gon Jinn couldn't come back? And why could Obi-Wan not come back? He's the mo- one of the more powerful Jedi. Why couldn't Yoda come back? You know, Yoda well, came back as a force we ghost. Didn't see him as a force ghost. That's the problem. Is like we don't see him in TL. <laughs> but he in, vanished in until, until the Lego uh, summer vacation. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Lego summer vacation did so much that I wanted <laughs> the of, like calling Finn a Jedi like deliberately yeah. and yeah, yeah here, and also yep. here's Ben Solo's force ghost. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so well, what do you guys think? Thank of- you. Yes, thank you, Tyler. Was there another one, Lacey? I'm sorry. There is. There's one more. Deidre's back. Thank you so much, Deidre. She says, thoughts on having uh, on what happened to Pershing? What is left after a mind flare? Really quick, I am terrified that in that debriefing room is a mind flare Mm. waiting for Din Djarin. Oh, God. That's what I'm scared of. And they're going to take his helmet off and like he's going to be laying there and Pedro's going to give the acting of his year. That's a good setup. (laughs) Oh my oh, god, I'm man. terrified. I'm terrified. I'm terrified. Go ahead, guys. What do you think? I think he's gone. I think Pershing's gone. I think they basically set it up that like dude got his mind melted. Yeah. <laughs> and and, like, and, that, and then I guess the New Republic was like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. Anyway, Elia Kane, have a good day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's weird. A malfunction. Is, that, <laughs> is the is the mind flare? Because my impression was that wasn't his first time in that thing. So is the mind flare supposed to reinforce thoughts or is it supposed to like just scramble your brain? Uh, I, I don't know. I think it was the first time he was in it. I think he had seen it oh, used really? on other people. Yeah. Because he's a doctor. He had said these were used as weapons for the empire. And they're like, but it's what not a weapon now. He, he it's like chill music. It's ASMR. What? Yeah. When he went through his ear in the beginning and he's doing that speech and then he starts talking about his mother as though he. Yeah. In season two. So it reminded him of his mother. He started talking about well, his mother. Well, he remember he like I, just being scared. I think that I think that's the the itch to continue his work. Like right. he he touches his ear every time he's talking about like, oh, if only I could have continued my off. work for yeah. my mom. And then later when he's asking the droid, he kind of touches his ear again. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Pershing. I I don't think it's the last we've seen of him. Um, but. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not I've sure what of, he's going to bring to the table. I guess I've been thinking he'd be gone because I think his brain is probably mush. Mush. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's dead, but I think he's just kind of there. Like the way I pictured it was kind of like in I don't know. I'm thinking like Nurse Ratchet only because I watched that a couple of years ago where they like <laughs> basically lobotomize people and then they're just sitting there in chairs. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, I, I Deidre, thank you for the, the question. Too. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, we've seen we've seen a lot of torture in Star Wars, and you know, Andor, especially uh, Han Solo, among others. Um, seeing Din Djarin get tortured, as long as he doesn't get tortured in front of Grogu, I think he'll be all right. 
Um, you, but, it's all right for you to watch Din get tortured. It's never all right for Din to get tortured. Well, I'm saying it'd be way worse if it was Grogu having to watch it. Um, but then maybe like Grogu would just go full badass and oh, just no. tear that oh, room God. What apart. What if he snaps and goes to the dark side, starts shooting lightning out of his hands? <laughs> like that's what drives him to the dark side. That's one. I mean, the, I think there's one character. There's this. You know, I don't think Ray could ever fully go to the dark side because you you walk around Star Wars Celebration. There were so many little kids dressed as Ray and stuff, and I don't think they're going to do that. She, I feel like she's like the next Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Um, same with with Grogu. I, I I think that would be insane if there was any sort of turn for him. So I think he's righteous as well. Um, but I I'm not worried about Din Djarin because I know the Mandalorian's season four is coming, so we know he's not dying in in this final episode. Um, and yeah. I just don't. I, I, I thought they were just gonna take his helmet off. I thought that was gonna be the worst thing that would happen to him. But right, they right. threw the mind flayer potential in there, and I'm like, uh... to uh, to apostate him again. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think that'd be a good development for him. That was the first then, thing I thought was the helmet thing. Yeah, they they take that off to shame him, but then he might be at a point where he's like, "Do I really care? Am I really gonna go jump in the waters again?" <laughs> not th- not that it's far he could you but... have to do it again <laughs> yeah oh yeah i d- yeah i don't know i don't know um one thing we, we didn't have talk one about more is... super chat really quick oh yeah go okay? ahead. yeah yeah so absolutely. we have wc 1376c thank you so much does okay resistance crew i have to sc just to say there needs to be more sc love in the chat so here it is from the swe crew what is sc oh. am i missing something super, super chat, chat. probably yeah. Oh, thanks. He's saying on, be- <laughs> on behalf of, of a Star Wars explained person, here's yeah, a super that's chat. Very sweet. And you guys thank deserve you more so super much. Chats. So thank you. That's Sorry, I'm nice. not hip on the lingo. <laughs> I thought it was some term for Star Wars, but I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, one thing we didn't talk about yet, um, which was sort of in the middle of the episode, probably a flex to show, you know, he's an executive producer, so he probably has some pull, but Rick Famuyiwa directing and showing us uh, a new monster that sort of pops up and uh, allows us to conveniently let the Mandalorians to sort of be shipless. Uh, what do you guys think of uh, this, this monster in the, in the pantheon of monsters we've seen pop up in Star I, Wars? I did laugh because Eckert's ladder put out a tweet that was like, look, another monster, a way to move the story along. <laughs> I laugh because it's totally true. I mean, fair. It's yep. going, 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 yeah. and then there's a monster and then they go somewhere. That that's oh, why I now they're in a cave. <laughs> that's that's why I didn't give it a ten. Basically, it, like if I oh really? Thinking, okay, yeah. It's just like just monster comes out of nowhere, blows up their ship. Like they could have just parked. It, the, <laughs> the the monster doesn't come back. <laughs> so, it's like they were right there. <laughs> so yeah, it, maybe maybe it'll come back in the next episode. <clears throat> but for now, I was just like, I guess Favreau just has to get a monster in every episode i mean that crate dragon in chapter nine was pretty awesome oh yeah but that um, was like part of the plot <laughs> oh yeah no doubt no I- i'm with you i agree <laughs> um i don't know if it's also i don't want to give them too much credit but i do want to give them credit could it be just another reminder that there is a lot more life on mandalore than people realize you know yeah. there's just this monster Maybe. clearly feeding on something to stay alive just chilling in these like stalactite spikes throughout the uh planet i don't know I did but like the design it was a cool, cool the design monster. was sick yeah it was it was, it was cool and how the ship got destroyed and they all were able to like sort of fly off and i believe it was was it paz and axe who grabbed grogu yeah it was that's mm-hmm. kind of cool too um that yeah, they I do sort like of that. like Put away their differences because there was a greater threat in that moment. Because um, that that that's a cool moment too. Because I've been speculating that what's going to bring Mandalorians together is a greater threat, and it's sort of like I've always joked around, like we'll never have world peace unless we get invaded by aliens. Because then it'll be like we all have to come together now and you know stop whatever is invading our planet. And right. I see that for the Mandalorians, like. Do you, like if someone rolls in to wipe out your planet or your species, are you really going to care about the rules of that game you were just playing? Probably not. Um, <laughs> or whether or not you put your helmet on. It's like if you were, if there was like a a nuclear holocaust and you see 
someone that you didn't like, but you know, you're probably going to pair up with that person and be like, let's get out of here. You know? So I think those big moments that happen allows people to say like, let's put aside these dumb differences and unite. And I think because you just said it was Paz and Axe Wolves that grabbed Grogu, that's a little sort of taste of that, that they're like, whatever we were just doing, you know, it doesn't matter. Let's get out of here. And then we'll deal with that later. We'll talk later yeah, after yeah. this is all done. Yeah. So, um, but I get the critique about, oh, here's the monster. And it's I laughed when I saw that tweet. Yeah. I have to give him credit. I straight up laughed. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's it's so true. It's like, oh, here comes another monster. <laughs> it is funny. So are we, are we, you think we're going to get a ton more pra- Praetorian guards going forward? I, I think it's just those three for now, at least next week. I do think we'll see them again. Because mm-hmm. did uh, they the, say the, how many Gideon. they were giving him, or they just said a couple? I, I think Gideon requested three. Three. Hmm. Man. They let you know early on. They're like, you requested three. <laughs> <laughs> and Alex, do you, do you see this as um, an, a direct or indirect effort into fortifying the journey to the sequel trilogy? Some of this stuff? I would say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But there's there, a lot of people are annoyed about that, you know. Um, well, sure. <laughs> but so let them. I'm per, I'm personally not. Um, I get that people wanted this to sort of be on its own island a bit, but I like that this is going to be more connected than um, we had probably initially thought, and maybe maybe honestly, what Favreau initially thought, he wanted to do a Boba Fett show, you know, right. and he got to create his own Mandalorian, and now look what it's become. So it, I it, like it, the, didn't, the evolution. He, in, in 2019, he said something like. You know, I'm not a big fan of the prequels, but Dave's working on me. And, you know, like he, uh, he he does seem to be introducing more and more prequel stuff. And he has said, like, I, I want the show to be a celebration of everything. Like, no matter right. what part of the fandom you are in, we don't want to leave you out in the cold. Right. 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 That's a good point. Great point. Um, all right. So, Alex. Uh, before we end the show, let's do some light speculating on what we think we're going to get next week. Um, any thoughts on how we're going to close out season three, in your opinion? I think we're going to see Thrawn. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. I'll, I'll throw that out there. <laughs> A stinger at the end or in the episode, like in the meat of the episode? I could see it happening either way. I think it would be kind of cool and thematically relevant as we see the the mandalorians are uniting more and more mm-hmm. if thrawn hears like gideon is trying to make this power play and comes in to yeah. shut it down it's a good inverse to the mandalorians but also part of me is just like the fact that they showed him at celebration it kind of feels similar to showing us the episode early where they're like all right it's only a few days away so we'll go ahead and show it and so then they secretly show us Thrawn for a show that's not coming out until August. And it's like, they know the image is going to leak and it did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It did. Like, His face. Yeah. 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 So yeah. they knew that would happen. Yeah. So now they can be like, ah, but it's only two weeks away. Right. Like, yeah. If, if we see his face, I, I think that just makes sense. And also, I want it to happen. So that's yeah. I was plant that flag. Yeah, you're selling me on that. Yeah, I've been thinking Sabine was going to show up Mm. at the end of the series to bring it into Ahsoka, but I think Thrawn would probably be the bigger pull. Man, yeah. I see. I was thinking they were going to save Thrawn for Ahsoka to like make sure that show gets all eyes on it. Um, But that's a great point. They did do the reveal. I didn't know it leaked. Um, He looked great, Uh, and his presence when he walked. For, yeah, for anyone who didn't get to go to Celebration and see that panel, the way Lars Mickelson walked on stage was very slow, but very powerful. <laughs> like, this dude, I, I know there's a lot of actors who didn't get to play their animated characters and in live action, but I think this was just such a great call to get this guy back in the mix here. For the voice, of course, but also... His, his presence when he walked on that stage, I was like, wow, man, this guy mm-hmm. is going to be intimidating on the show. So to your point, Alex, yeah, if I don't have to wait four months to see it and it makes sense to springboard us into Ahsoka without feeling like the Mandalorian was being used as a springboard, mm-hmm. uh, I'm all for that too. My my thing is, where is Din Djarin going to end up by the end of this episode? Is he going to be 
rescued and reunited back with Grogu to juxtapose uh, the reversal of the rescue of Grogu in The Rescue? Uh, or are we going to end this season with not wondering what the fate of Din Djarin is? Is he still going to be in um, the possession of uh, Moff Gideon and crew? Oh my gosh. What if they leave him with him? No. I know. That's what I'm saying. But that would mean he I can't mean... do much in this episode. And I think having Mando not do much in the season finale of his show would be kind of whack. So I'm hoping that they springboard him out of there before he gets mind flared or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that we get some hero moments from him to to end uh, this season. So my biggest speculation is that they spring the trap and they get Din out of there. And he's able to do some din jar and stuff to have us feeling good about his character. Because so you don't think they're they were... going to leave it on a cliffhanger? I don't think so. Because I, I, I just, they've introduced a lot in this season. And I can understand the argument that din jar has taken not a backseat, but he's not the focal point the way he was previously. I think they have to end by having us feel good knowing that he's still the main protagonist and having him trapped behind a wall somewhere. The whole episode, I think that'd be a bad move. So I, I trust what they do anyway, no matter what they do, because we're still going on. He wrote season four already, so he knew where this is going. But I think we need some a good dose of Din Djarin being Din Djarin in uh, the finale. Lacey, what like about you? Too. I think we're going to get a Bo uh, Din kiss. Mm. All right, there we go. I think it's going to so, happen. So the way is sort of like, eh, he's enough. already taken his helmet off for the mind flare. He's already out. Oh, you so you dead. you got this. All, this is all locked in. Our mind flaring. His helmet's over on a shelf somewhere. All right, that's cool. That would, she's that would... gonna be so worried about him that it's kind of like the Deidre. Cyril. What's his name. Yeah, moment where they kind of like you think they're gonna do. Like, I thought they were gonna kiss too. It yeah, two. it's I like that. Kind I was of... like, don't, don't do it. Please don't, don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> don't do this. Some weird Nazi space. But it's kiss. just that, like, kind of, you know, it happens in every kind of adventure movie, right? Like, whoever the person <clears> that gets captured, they finally meet up and then they admit their feelings for each other or admit something's there. I would like to see it. I am manifesting, Kyle. Kyle in the chat. <laughs> I am. Thank all right. You. All right. We will see in uh, in just one short week as we close out The Mandalorian. But we are going to close out this show here. So I want to thank everybody for listening and watching and being a part of TRB. Uh, anybody who has joined us over from the Star Wars Explained crew, appreciate you stopping by. Uh, and no one's ever sick of Alex. So you're probably like, yeah, let's let's go the hop over best. and listen to Alex talk some more. Who's apparently has the best immune system uh this side of the reaping mates so good for you alex uh, you have to send us your tips um but uh dude thank you so much for coming in i know you had a, a busy day and you're probably still tired from celebration so i really appreciate it man i love talking star wars with y'all all right um we, we do have one last do... super chat from deidre who oh, says pardon. i do hate that she has my name i'm so sorry deidre <laughs> <laughs> thank you deirdre um, I do want to do a special shout out to our Patreon generals and spice runners, uh, Carmelo, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Frank Grande, Darth Hurricane, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Brendan McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Sneaky Zebra, Paul Sullivan, Aaron Ellington, Diana, Ivar, Micah Harrison, Chris White, Colin Cormier, Haz Aslam, and Ryan Wara, and spice runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Dave Hornack, Thomas Hennessy, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, and Michael Fry. Um, all right, as you guys all know, Star Wars Explained on social media, Star Wars Explained on YouTube. You know where to find Alex and Molly. Uh, Molly, hope, uh, make sure you tell Molly. We hope she feels better too, Alex. Feel better, if, Molly. Uh, if she feels anything like I do, it, it is like Han Solo. I feel terrible. So <laughs> um, You're handling it well. You both did. Thank thanks, you man. so much. It took, it took my ass. I get right funnier when I'm sick. <laughs> Maybe I should be sick more often. Um. Lacey, where can uh, people find you on Twitter and social media? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin, on TikTok at It's Lacey Gillerin, and here on TRB. Yep. And I'm on and Twitter being a at Johnny. Oh, stop it now. Jeez. <laughs> See, I knew. I knew that was going to go on forever. <laughs> and we're just getting started. All right. Uh, Johnny Hoey on Twitter. Otherwise, uh, TRB and my movie pod, just like the movies. Um, but we'll be back next week to discuss the season finale, chapter 24 of The Mandalorian. 
with Peter and Kitra from Ordinary Adventures. So we're very excited to have them on the show. Lacey and I should be back to full health. James back uh, from vacation. Really and quick. Danny mentioned yeah. this in the chat. She said, Don't forget the post episode Patreon chat. Uh, funny you bring that up, Danny. We are actually going to postpone that till James is back since John and I are not feeling well. I'm we want to give die. you guys yeah. 110%, and we can't do that right now. So we want to give you that next week when James is back. Anyway, uh, yeah. so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we need James's perspective on that too, for sure. So um, mm -hmm. it only makes mm -hmm. sense. But um, thanks to everybody for watching, listening, and we'll see you next time on the Mando Fan Show. We'll see you around, kids. Bye.